Good evening. You are listening to Radio Maria, and this is our Diving Deeper program. Now, this evening, I'm really pleased to say that we have back with us for the second time Maria Vadia, who is a Catholic evangelist who lives in Florida. So, Maria, welcome. You're so welcome to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am blessed to be able to proclaim the Word of God and to give out living testimonies that will help the people of God move forward and uh, be encouraged to move uh, with God's plan for their lives. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Can I hand it over to you? I believe we're talking, you're going to talk about the gift of prophecy today. Yes, I'm going to be talking about the gift of prophecy, which is a gift that comes with um, infilling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the empowerment that God wants for all his people. So the Holy Spirit comes with gifts, and one of these gifts is the gift of prophecy. And uh, there's many levels to the prophetic, but this simple gift of prophecy that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is one that all of us receive. Amen? All of us. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, the Apostle Paul says, you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. So when this baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, it comes with gifts. And one of the gifts that uh, we receive is uh, the gift of prophecy. We're able to hear the voice of God, believe it in our hearts and speak it out. And um, Karen, what I have found in the nations when I've been traveling is that uh, so many of God's people are so hopeless and so discouraged and so beaten up by the enemy and they have no, no hope for life. They have no revelation of why God created them. And so I see this all over. And uh, the gift of prophecy is, is, is a game changer. Amen? Amen. When you prophesy the word of the Lord, the heart of God over a person, it, it, if the person receives it, it changes their life. And so the, the prophetic, the gift of prophecy It's a ministry of the Father's heart because God created each one of us with a kingdom purpose. He created us, you know, with a plan and a purpose. And when the prophetic word comes over a person's life, it is a good word. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, it says that the prophetic word is meant for edification, exhortation, and consolation. In other words, it has three Three reasons why we should prophesy. One, to edify the body of Christ. In other words, to build it up. Another one, to exhort, encourage, to keep going, to move forward. And another one is to comfort. And so it's crucial and critical that we as Catholics, we we take on the prophetic. Because on the day of our baptism, we were baptized as priests, prophets, and kings. And so... If we go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 14, Paul starts out that chapter saying, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly the spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And the motivation is always what? Love. The love for Jesus and the love for God's people. 
And, and the Apostle Paul says, desire the spiritual gifts, desire them, and especially that you may prophesy. I, I want to say that the, the best gift is the one that is needed at the moment. But I think Paul is, is uh, highlighting the, the gift of prophecy because he saw the need that there is in the people of God. You know, I was in Ireland in March and I was um, in some meeting and I had a word of knowledge that there were people there that hated their lives and, and you know, hated themselves and hated their lives. And I'm talking to church people. I'm not talking to the homeless. And I said, if you are one of those people, please come forward. The Lord wants to set you free. I was like totally amazed at the amount of people that came up hating their lives and hating themselves. In another time in Ireland, also in a big conference, I had a similar word. There's people here that you have said, I'd rather die than live. And uh, when you speak like that, you're attracting demons. You're attracting the spirit of death. You're, you're attracting depression. You're attracting sickness and disease, whatever. And uh, because we have power in the tongue for life or death, Proverbs 18.21. So most of the conference came up. Most, I, I was like flabbergasted. I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but I am. And these beautiful Irish people, you know, Irish young teenagers, you know, with red hair and green eyes and blue eyes, just gorgeous. I had to stop and I, and I asked them, did you hear what I said? Have you said such things? And they said, yes, we have. We heard exactly what you said, and we have said such things. Another time in Poland, I had a similar word of knowledge. That I went to this meeting in Warsaw. It was packed, at least 300 people. And the Lord said, there's people here that when they woke up this morning, they were upset that they were alive. They would have rather died. I said, uh, there's people like that here that you actually you woke up. And when you open your eyes, you said to yourself, ah, I'm alive. I'd rather that I, I wish that I was dead. Can you come up to the front? The Lord wants to set you free. Almost the entire prayer group came up. 85% at least came up. And then at the end of the, of the ministry, the priest came up and said, I am depressed. I also need prayer. So there is a great need for the gift of prophecy. There is a great need for the people of God to be hearing, to be listening to the voice of God so that we can prophesy over people, not just tell them, oh, we love you and we are with you. Uh, what can I do for you? We're there also to give them the heart of God for that moment for their lives and to encourage them, and, and to edify them, and, and to comfort them if they're going through a big, big trial. Thank you, Jesus. Um, in 2016, I, uh, when I was in Poland, we went to a prison in Lublin and to minister there with the good news of the kingdom. And uh, I prophesied over, I think, over several prisoners. And I prophesied over a prisoner um, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but I, I told him, I see you proclaiming the word of God, and I see you also worshiping. I see you playing the guitar. You're going to be worshiping with instruments, 
blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what I what else I said. But when I was there in 2022 in October, I was in a, in a prayer group. And guess who was playing the guitar? It was him. And he came up to me and he said, I, I am the one that you prophesied in the prison. And when you prophesied over my life, I said to myself, this woman is crazy. <laughs> but everything that you prophesied over my life has been fulfilled already. And I'm driving like two hours to be able to pray, to play music in this um, prayer community. So the prophetic word is a game changer. And uh, all of us that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to hear the voice of God and to prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? It means that you're able to hear the voice of God. You believe it in your heart and you speak it out. The prophetic word is not a prophetic word until you speak it out. And the purpose is to encourage, to build up the person, the body of Christ, and to comfort. Because many people say, well, I didn't say the word because I did not know if it was from God. I did not know if it was a prophetic word. Well, go by the word of God. Does it release encouragement? Does it release comfort does does it exhort a person well if it fits one of those categories go ahead and say it i mean this is about faith and faith means we need to take risks but if that word encourages the person if it's a word that gives life that gives hope that is a word that uh, that is you know a good word give it out give it out it comes from god because we need to um, remember what the Word of God says, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. For I know that plans of, no, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not even entered your heart, what God has in store for those who love Him. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 9. So God has amazing plans for His people, period. Doesn't matter what your past is. Start identifying with your prophetic destiny and not with your history, okay? Because we are born again. We are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And Jeremiah 29, 11, I know that plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. So when we stand on that word, knowing by revelation how God loves his people, and how he has good plans for each one of us. When we prophesy, we're just tapping into a little bit of what God has in store for that person. Amen? Just a little bit. But that little bit is what that person needs to hear at that moment. So the prophetic ministry is a ministry of the Father's heart. It releases the love of the Father. It releases, uh, you know, the Father's... Uh, plan and purpose for that person's life. So it is a very needed ministry today. And we have to start using our prophetic giftings because the, the body of Christ, I don't have to convince anybody, the body of Christ, the church has to be built up because as we see it today, the Catholic church is in ruins and it needs to be rebuilt. It needs to be encouraged. It needs to be comforted. It needs to be exhorted. It, it needs to be rebuilt once again so that we can become the bride of Christ. 
because we are the bride of Christ and Jesus deserves the very best bride, one that is walking in the power and the joy and the revelation in which Jesus walked. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, also in Poland years ago, I was in a huge conference uh, in a mini stadium. I, I'd say there were like 2,000 people. I'm not quite sure. And I was on the stage, but it was, the stage was really high up. And um, there were like three or four rows of priests. And the Lord said, prophesy, prophesy to the priest on the, I think it was the second row, next to the aisle. <laughs> I couldn't even see his face. I could not even see his face. But I was preaching the word of God and I heard the voice of God. So I stopped. I had no clue what I was going to tell this priest. And I mean, no clue. I was clueless. But I said, Father, you on the second row, the, uh, you're seated next to the aisle. Please stand up. The Lord has a word for you. And um, God is so faithful because when we obey, we do our part. <laughs> he does his. So he put, he put, he placed his words on my mouth. And I started to prophesy over this priest. And some of the things that I remember uh, was that uh, the Lord was really anointing him for, for a powerful ministry, for miracles, signs, and wonders to set the captives free, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't even remember what else I said. And uh, then after I prophesied, we took a dinner break. And I'm telling you, before we left for the dinner break, this priest had a line of at least 300 people. <laughs> they just, they heard the prophetic word and they rushed to this priest. And uh, when we came back for dinner, he was still laying hands on people. So the next morning he comes to see me and he says, can I talk to you? I said, sure. And uh, he said, you know, I came to this conference so down and under. I was so depressed. I really didn't, they know what, what God had in store for me and my ministry. I was not <laughs> having a good time. I was just down and under. And I came to this conference saying, Lord, you need to speak to me. You need to speak to me. And when I was watching you proclaim the word of God, preach the word of God, I said to the Lord, it would be wonderful if she could pray for me. And at that exact moment, you said, Father, get up. The, the Lord has a word for you. So the priest told me, I haven't had this joy that I have today. I haven't had this joy in two decades. I am so filled with joy. And I'm telling you, my arms hurt because I laid hands on so many people yesterday. And he said, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. So this is such a great example of the power of a prophetic word because it is a game changer. It really lifts up the person from the pit of misery. In Jeremiah 1.12, uh, the Lord says to the prophet, I watch over my word to perform it. The Lord is watching over that word to perform it. And this priest that came to this conference, he, he was waiting. He, he was desiring. He was hungry to hear from God for a personal word for him because he needed direction. He needed encouragement. He needed to be exhorted. 
And that prophetic word lifted him up and gave him vision. And uh, one of the times that I was in uh, Poland, after that thing happened, uh, a priest friend of his told me, he is doing so well. And uh, the place where he ministers, I think it's some sort of shrine, I'm not sure. Uh, the place, the church where he ministers, they're, they're, it's moving in great power and with great fire. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So this is a gift. We need to understand this. This is a gift that we receive when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Is is the it's a baptism of power. It's an infilling of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Because as Catholics, we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism, in confirmation, you know, when we go to Holy Communion. But this is a complete empowerment from head to toe, a complete infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes with gifts. And one of those gifts is a gift of prophecy. We see this in 1 Corinthians 12. Um, First Corinthians 12 in verse, uh, let's see, in verse 10, there is a, a, a gift called the gift of prophecy. And um, as I read before in First Corinthians 14, Paul says, eagerly desire the gifts and especially that you may prophesy. And uh, it, it's a very powerful gift. And it's very much needed today because what the, 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 the church, and by, I don't mean the building, I mean the people, so many are so depressed and hopeless. And, you know, the times that we're living in are very dark times and are very difficult times. But this is the best time for evangelization precisely because the people are so hopeless they do not know what to do with their lives. They cannot trust government. They cannot trust the medical world. They cannot trust big pharma. They cannot trust the education system. Uh, many cannot trust the church anymore. Like in America, this is like insane, the things that are going on in the church. I'm not going to get into that, but uh, we just can't trust anybody. But there is one person that we can trust, and his name is Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus, and the Lord has good plans for each one of us, and the Lord created us for, for, a, for a purpose. He has a plan for our lives, and the Holy Spirit is the helper that we have for every moment of our lives, and the Holy Spirit will help us accomplish the plan and the purpose for which God created us. And that's where the gift of prophecy comes in, because when we prophesy, a word from heaven, when we prophesy a word from the throne of God, that word is going to move in power because it's God speaking through us and God watches over that word to fulfill it. And that word comes out, uh, uh, comes out with power. Thank you, Jesus. So I remember another time in Tanzania, uh, we were ministering to the leaders and the wives of the leaders and uh, one of these ladies when, when it was her turn, I saw a book in her tummy. <laughs> so uh, I asked the Lord, what are you trying to say? Well, she's supposed to write a book. So I started to prophesy over her and that I saw a book in her, that the Lord was saying she's supposed to write a book, blah, blah, blah. And that she turned to me and said, that's the desire of my heart. I've been wanting to write a book. And next year when I came back, 
she had already written the book and published the book. So when when the prophetic word comes, it it like it gives a it gives a person a push, you know, a confirmation of what they're supposed to do, and that will release like a supernatural boost of energy, you know, and uh, and revelation and vision, so the person can accomplish, you know, what God wants to do in their lives and through them. So it. By the time we went back to Tanzania, she had already written and published her book. So this is such a wonderful gift, such a wonderful gift. And this is normal Christian life. On the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, Peter quoted from the book of Joel, because people did not know what was going on with this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And Peter said, on the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. My sons and daughters shall prophesy. So if you are a son or a daughter, you can prophesy. And so this is an amazing gift. And uh, how do we become strong in, the, in, in prophecy? By prophesying, by using that gift. The more we use it, the stronger it becomes. And we grow in accuracy, you know. We grow in accuracy because we want to hit the target. And uh, when we stand in front of a person, we, we, we are standing in front of that person, knowing how much God loves them, knowing that God has amazing plans for their lives, knowing that you cannot <laughs> be looking at the outward, but through the Spirit, we can tap into the treasure that God has put into everybody's heart. So this is such a wonderful gift. And it is so needed, so needed nowadays, so needed because people need to be encouraged. They need to be exhorted. They need to be comforted. And they, they need to, um, you know, be, to, to be, how, how do I say this? They need to be confirmed that God has something for their lives and that they are not being ignored by the Lord. There is something that they need to accomplish in this planet. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It might be time for a music break, possibly. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to play um, a song called Worthy of My Song by Phil Wickham. Till my heart starts changing Oh, I'm gonna worship Till I mean every word Cause the way I feel And the fear I'm facing Doesn't change who you are Or what you deserve I give you my worship i 
Worthy of My Song by Phil Wickham. And doesn't that make you want to just kind of sing along and dance around in wherever you are? In the car, possibly not, but in the kitchen, possibly yes. Um, and now for the second part, um, welcome back, Maria. Thank you. I'm back. So uh, we've been talking about the gift of prophecy and how much this gift is needed and how Paul says, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And uh, the prophetic word, this simple gift of prophecy is a very good word. This word, it's meant to encourage, it's meant to build up, it's meant to uh, comfort this is not a word to accuse people or pass judgment on people. That The purpose of the simple gift of prophecy is to, I just mentioned the three things, edify, exhort, and comfort. And so the prophetic word has three points to it. And this is important that we understand this. The first point, it's revelation. In other words, the Lord communicates with you, and it could be through a passage of scripture, he can remind you of a passage of scripture, 
or he can remind you of a song. You have to look at the lyrics. What is the song saying? Uh, he could give you a dream. He could give you a vision. He could give you a picture. Um, he could speak to you through a sign in the street, actually. I mean, the Holy Spirit is a creative genius. So we don't want to, we don't want to put him in a box. <laughs> Amen. He, he communicates with each one of us in different ways. So that's point number one. Then point number two, you have to ask for interpretation. What do you mean by this, Lord? What, what are you showing me? Let's say that uh, you are ministering to a person and the Lord shows you, highlights his feet. You have to ask, what are you trying to tell me? Lord, does he need a pair of shoes? Or is there an anointing for evangelization in his life? We need to ask questions. So we, we ask for interpretation. And then the last point is application. You apply the word in a way that encourages, that exhorts, that comforts. It's a word that gives life. It's a word that gives hope. Um, in 2020, the last time that I was in Uganda, we were uh, ministering at a refugee camp. These were people from Sudan, and they were living in, in Uganda as refugees. They, they were fleeing from the war and from the violence in Sudan, and they were living in, um, in refugee camps in Uganda. And we went to visit them. We went to minister to them. I'm telling you, these people, it's not that they were depressed. It's like they were super, super, super depressed. Everyone, everyone. It was like, <laughs> Lord, what is this? It, it, it looked like a cemetery, the sadness of these people. I'm, I'm not criticizing. They've gone through a lot. But they were down and under and like sad. And uh, I was preaching the word of God and there was no change in them because you know what? The, the gospel is good news, you know? And we have a God that answers prayers. We have a God that changes circumstances and he answers prayers. Anyways, uh, they all were like depressed. And then I saw a young lady and uh, over her head, I saw a, a word written, midwife, midwife. So that was a word of knowledge, actually. That was revelation. But then I took that and I asked the Lord, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What, what, what is it? And the Lord showed me she wants to be a midwife. That's her dream. And I'm, I'm in it. And I'm going to help her make it happen. It's going to happen. So I said, young lady, uh, I don't know your name, but please stand up. I, I believe that you have a desire to be a midwife. And uh, this comes from God. And God is going to make it happen. He's going to help you. Wow. That woman, her eyes opened up. And she said, that's the dream of my heart. That, that's what I've been wanting to do. That is what I want. Now, believe me, the whole place were with their eyes open. The Lord had caught their attention. Amen. That prophetic word changed the entire atmosphere of that place. It changed the atmosphere because, you know, here it is a woman from America that I did not know this woman from Sudan, never saw her before. And uh, I already, I was able to speak to her 
part of her, of the of her destiny in Christ. And the people were like super amazed. And so it changed the entire atmosphere. And then we could go on with the proclamation of the word and they were listening. They were listening. So um, the prophetic word is so beautiful because it's the love of God in action. It is like the father's heart being released to that person. It's so beautiful. And uh, it, it is such a powerful, awesome rest. Um, gift. Um, I was in a restaurant here in Miami with, with a priest friend of mine, Father Tom. He's from Father Tom DiLorenzo. He's from Boston, but he came down to Miami. We were like eight of us in this restaurant. And uh, the lady that was uh, the waitress that was taking care of us, the Lord showed me her heart. And I saw that she was really worried and anxious and fearful. That's what the Lord showed me. And when she came back, at, you know, the Lord started to tell me, tell her that it's, it's going to be okay. Tell her that it's under my control. So I said, um, uh, uh, I, I talked to the waitress and I said, listen, I see that you have a lot of anxiety and you have a lot of um, fear and you're stressed out. Wow, she started to weep right away. You know, she just started to weep right away. But the Lord told me that everything's going to be okay. Oh, my God. She was undone. She says, I have been, the waitress said, I have been so anxious about my daughter because she's pregnant. And the doctors have said that the baby is coming with a problem. And they're going to do tests to make sure what it is. I said, the baby is going to be fine. The Lord said, everything's going to be fine. And here is a priest right here in that table. We're going to pray for you right now. We're going to pray for your daughter, all of us. I mean, this woman was so touched. And when she came back, she gave her life to Jesus. She repented. She gave her life to Jesus. So this prophetic word is a great tool for evangelization. <laughs> Amen. Because that prophetic word will touch the heart of the person. And it was so beautiful because uh, we prayed for her. We prayed for the, her daughter. We prayed for the baby. We asked the Holy Spirit to come and fill her with power and with his presence. It was awesome. And it all started with a prophetic word. So um, I'm just giving you testimony. I'm just giving you testimony of how, how badly this word is needed. I love that passage in the Bible in 1 Samuel 16, because this is when... Um, the prophet Samuel went to Bethlehem to anoint the next king of Israel because King Saul had been a failure. He had been disobedient. Uh, he was full of pride. And the Lord told the prophet Samuel, go to Jesse's home in Bethlehem and anoint the next king of Israel. And so what happened is that uh, Samuel comes with his seven sons. But he actually had eight. <laughs> the least, the last one was David. But David was rejected. David was not liked by, by the older brothers. And uh, I think one of the reasons could be that David was the son of another woman. Okay? He was the son of another woman because in Psalm 51, that is written by, by David, he says... Uh, 
In verse 5, David says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. So it could be that David was the son of Jesse, but with another woman. And so that's one reason why the older brothers didn't want David around. So David was just good to take care of the sheep. Amen. And so when the prophet came, Jesse showed him his seven sons. And I'm going to be reading for, from 1 Samuel 16. And in verse 6, it says that when the prophet Samuel looked at Eliab, he thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Eliab was the oldest son. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And brothers and sisters, with this baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are able to look at the heart. We're able to see things that we cannot see with our natural eyes. Because we are so used to looking at the outward appearance and passing judgment and saying things of how people look and, and making conclusions about how, what people look like on the outside. But that's not that prophetic. It, it doesn't take the Holy Spirit to see the garbage in people's lives, but it takes the Holy Spirit to see the treasure in people's lives. So after Eliab, Jesse called another son and another son and another son. And, uh, and after Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen this. And Samuel said to Jesse, are these all the children? And he said, there remains yet the youngest. And behold, he's tending the sheep. Then Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. So I'm trying to make a point. Nobody thought anything good about David. He was just the least of the least. You know, he was like the runt of the litter. You know what I'm saying? He was just good enough to take care of the sheep. And when the prophet said, I'm going over, Jesse didn't even think David had any reason to be there. And now the seven, the seven oldest sons uh, passed through the prophet. None of them have been chosen by God. So now David shows up. <clears throat> Verse 12. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took his horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And so this is so amazing because I'm thinking of the brothers. What were they thinking when they saw the prophet anointing? David to be, to be the next king of Israel. See, this is so powerful because human beings might look at a person and not think much of that person. While God has an amazing plan and destiny for that person. And so fathers and mothers need to hear from the Lord. 
the plans and the purposes that God has for their children and stop criticizing the kids and stop cursing them, telling them you're no good. Why did I ever have you? You're not good enough, blah, 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 because God has an amazing plan for them. And we need to be in alignment with the Lord. We need to be in alignment with the kingdom of God. And if you have a son that is a drug addict, if you have a daughter that is in sexual immorality, don't start, you know, pointing the finger at them and cursing them. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that you have to tolerate that. You, 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 you are the boss in your house. But what I'm saying, tap into the realm of the spirit and listen to what the spirit says about your children, because the Lord has good plans for their lives. And the more that we say, what a disaster my son is, is a drug addict. Now he's using crack cocaine, blah, blah, blah. He's no good. He doesn't have it. You are cursing your own son. Don't be aligned with the devil. Be aligned with the Lord. God created your kids for something great. We were created to be champions. Amen. We were created to be world changers. We were created to be giant slayers. So, we have to keep in mind that we cannot pass judgment according to outward appearance. We have the Holy Spirit. We can look at the heart. And brothers and sisters, I remind you today, it, I remind you tonight, it's afternoon here in Miami. It's 4, 420, almost 420. But I remind you that we listen to three voices, our own, the Holy Spirit, and the devil. And the devil is a liar. John 8, 44, Jesus says that he's a liar and the father of all lies. And if we don't have a deposit of truth, which is the word of God, if we don't have a deposit of the word of God in us, if we don't renew our minds daily with the word of God, when the devil comes and puts lies into our mind, because this is the area of the battlefield, the mind between the ears, when the devil comes to put lies into us, we will believe the lies. And then we will speak them out. And then we will go deeper into the pit of misery. So the devil is not omniscient. Only God is. He doesn't know at all. But he can put and he does put lies into our mind. That's why we have to keep our minds protected with the helmet of salvation. And we need to have our minds renewed with the word of God on a daily basis. An example of, um, of those lies would be, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm good for nothing, nobody loves me, nobody cares for me, I'll never be happy. You know, this, you know if you're sick, I'll never get healed. You know, uh, if you have a, a financial problem, I'll never get out of this financial problem. You know, it's all lies and negativity. And then, most people, I have to tell you, most church people don't have a renewed mind and they end up agreeing with the enemy, not understanding that they have come into full agreement with the devil. It's time that the people of God come into agreement with the word of God and that we are totally aligned with the kingdom and not with the lies of the enemy. So this is so crucial <laughs> that we understand that we are under attack because planet Earth, it's a war zone, and the devil is coming hard against the people of God so that the people of God do not arise 
that they don't use their authority, that they don't use their anointing to destroy the works of the devil, uh, so that they, that, that the people of God are kept down and under in a pit of misery. And the enemy has done a great job at it, a great job at it, because most church people, in reality, they are not fulfilling the plan and the purpose for which they were created. I'm not talking about dying and going to heaven. I'm talking about fulfilling the plan and the purpose that God created them to fulfill on planet Earth. Amen? Because there's something that every one of us, every child of God needs to release on planet Earth. And every, every single one of us, we are unique. You, we are unique. And there's something specific that each one of us has to release on planet Earth. And uh, we are the people of God. We have to be totally aligned with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. <clears throat> I was in Ireland. One time that I was in Ireland, I was in a house meeting, and um, I had a word of knowledge, which I used. And it became a prophecy afterwards. But I said, there is somebody here that you have a desire to open up a catering business, you love cooking, you enjoy it, and you, you, you have thought about a catering business. And I believe that God is in it. And uh, nobody raised their hand. Nobody said, I, uh, nobody said anything. And I said, you know what? I know you're here. I know you're here, and God wants to bless that. So this young man, 21 or 22 years old, he raised his hand and said, it's me. And so I prophesied over his life. Uh, I saw him with the business. I saw expansion coming. I mean, I, it was a great word. And this young man responded to the prophetic word. He took action. Faith without works is dead. He took action. He received that prophetic word. And he said, if, if, if Maria prophesied that over me, it means that God wants it. So in faith, he bought uh, a, all the kitchen equipment and like a little house, you know, one of those portable houses he put in the backyard of his mother's house. He did not have money to buy any of that. But the father of a friend of his said, Michael, I will lend you the money. And when you can, you can repay me. And so Michael bought what he needed to buy. And look, look how amazing God is that the village baker, he retired, and the village um, caterer retired. And so this, this young man came into the scene at exactly the exact moment where the baker and the caterer retired. And uh, he, became, he, he started to prosper and prosper and prosper. When we went back the other year, he already had a van and... Uh, he won a national contest he, in cooking. I, I don't know what they were cooking, but he won prize number three. His name came out over all the newspaper. I'm just saying, I'm just saying how, how that prophetic word really gave a vision to this young man's life, and he's doing what he loves to do. So the prophetic is something that we need to recapture because we are a prophetic people. When we were baptized as Catholics, when we were babies, we were baptized as priests, prophets, and kings. And in John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear 
my voice. So it's so beautiful how lives can change and how we can co-labor with the Holy Spirit. We are actually co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 6.1, we co-labor with the Holy Spirit to, to release the heart of God in people's lives. This is, this is so beautiful. This is so powerful. And um, this is uh, one of the things that the people of God should be recapturing, that prophetic mantle so that we can release the heart of God in people's lives. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. So one thing that I would like to do is for the people that are listening, that um, if they have never given their life to Jesus, for them to uh, give their lives to the Lord, because uh, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, Paul says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, and then we want to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and for that gift of prophecy to be, to start being manifested. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone that is listening to this radio broadcast. Um, for you who are listening, if you have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and never received the gift of salvation, this is a perfect moment. You can repeat after me. Just lift up your hearts to heaven and your arms. Not if you're driving, but just lift up your heart to heaven and say after me, Lord Jesus, I repent. I turn to you now. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you're the savior of the world, that you died on the cross for me, and that you paid the full price for all my sin and wrongdoing. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me with your precious blood. I renounce Satan. I renounce his lies. And I renounce sin. And now I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. If you pray this prayer from the heart, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And now we ask the Holy Spirit to come and empower you, to come with power, with dunamis power, to come with fire and fill you from your head to your toes. Let the fire of God start burning in your heart. Lord, I ask you that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and especially today, the gift of prophecy would start being manifested in your people's, in your children's lives. Open up their spiritual ears. Open up the, the eyes of their heart, God, and let them hear your voice and let them partner with you, Holy Spirit, so that they can be a blessing to your people on planet Earth. Lord, we thank you for every person that has been listening to the radio broadcast. We thank you for the plans and the purposes that you created them for. You love them. You have an amazing destiny for each one of them on this planet in the mighty name of Jesus. So we thank you. We bless you, Lord. And I want to give the Lord a mighty shout. One, two, three. Wow! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. And I believe that there is somebody that has been listening to this radio broadcast, 
that you've had a desire to evangelize, but timidity and fear has kept you stuck and silent. But today, the Lord is opening your mouth. The Lord is putting his words into your mouth. And that fear and that timidity is broken today. And the Lord is giving to you the boldness of a lion. You are a female, and I believe you're in your 20s. But you have been too shy to speak out, but that changes today. The Lord is setting you free and setting you on fire so that you can share the gospel with your friends and with your family in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so, so much, Maria. That was wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God is so good. He's so good. And so many amazing testimonies. I love hearing these stories. I really do. Well, Karen, I see the Lord giving, um, touching your eyes right now. Um, you're going to be able to start seeing in the spirit. Uh, like a, a prophetic anointing is, is, I think you already have it, but it's going to start being manifested. You're going to be able to, to see in the spirit. You're going to start having dreams and visions. You're going to start seeing things that you never saw before. And even, yeah, and even when you read the word of God, you're going to start seeing things that you never saw before, even things you have read 20 times. <laughs> it's, it's just a, 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 the eyes, your eyes are being opened. It, you're receiving the eyes of an eagle, you know, to know the end from the beginning. You're going to see the end from the beginning. You, you're going to have that kind of prophetic revelation in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And Maria, thank you so much. And I hope you'll come back. Yes, anytime. At some point. So thank you so much. God bless. You're very welcome. God bless everyone that has been listening. And you, God has something powerful and wonderful for each one of you. Amen. 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 Okay. God bless. God bless.